Welcome to the Contractor's Best Friend podcast. I'm your host, Brad Humphrey. Today we're sponsored again by ForConstructionPros.com and Caterpillar. I'm joined today by Sam Meeker. Sam is Caterpillar's dozer and track loader specialist. Sam, how are you doing today? Oh, fantastic. How are you? Doing well. I know business has got to be up because there's a lot of contractors out there trying to create some more work and make it happen. So we're glad we have you on today. Hey, today's topic, Sam, is is really kind of going back to the basics. In fact, we just called it dozer, going back to the ABCs. And I want to start off maybe at sort of a 5,000-foot platform. What would you look at that contractors need to strongly consider when they're looking at the purchase or the leasing of a dozer or track loader, what what are the bigger picture things that they might want to first look at before we start diving down a little bit deeper? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, when we we talk a little bit about yeah, dozers and how they can flex back and forth uh, in model sizes between the different types of work that they do and the different applications, and that's uh, that's a lot about about when I think about sizing a dozer and and you know figuring out what's going to be the best purchase for a customer. Um, that ABCs is a, a great a great way to to look at it. Um, and I like to say the ABCs are the application, the blade, and the configuration. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of uh, of application, we always uh, want to talk with customers and figure out what they're really doing with this machine. What's going to be the main work for it? Um, is there you know two or three specific jobs it's doing, or is it just a single dedicated type of machine. So let me give you a, a couple quick examples. Um, you know, let's say a tractor's working a, you know, working a, a, a stockpile, um, you know, a wood chip pile or, or something mm-hmm. like that at the, uh, at a cardboard factory, right. that guy's doing one application. That's all he's doing all day long. So we can size, uh, we can configure that machine specifically for that one application. Right. Now you, you flip it over and say, "All right, let's take it a, a look at a typical road building site or a residential or industrial site." And that dozer is doing everything. He's right. uh, he's bumping trucks, uh, you know, knocking off truck dumps. He's grading. Uh, he's got to push some mud out of the way. Oh, look, somebody got stuck. Now he's got to go over there and get them dug out. So, you know, I always like to look at the range of applications that a customer is going to be doing with a machine. I think that's great. In fact, I've seen your machine operate in a non-construction environment. I have a, a consulting with a chemical company that does uh, glass beads, basically for the uh, the beads that go into paint for for line striping and that type of thing. But anyway, at their facilities, they they move. They, they'll bring in broken glass from all kinds of resources, and they're using an actual caterpillar dozer to actually make the move of the of the glass from from the ground to the furnace where they're de- emptying in. But I've seen that, and I, and I know that is a critical critical item. One of the things that that you mentioned was application. T- take me back to the contractor, the construction guy or gal. Uh, they're they're typically just moving gravel, or they are literally going to be doing some some removal of, of of dirt on a surface to prepare and do a site preparation. What if what should be some of their considerations looking at the equipment that that you're involved with? Yeah, so when I uh, you know when I talk about uh, dozers. And, and in a particular job site, like you're talking about there, where they're going to be, you know, spreading some gravel, mm-hmm. uh, they're going to be doing some grading, uh, maybe, maybe moving some earth and, and clearing that topsoil off, you know, those different types of applications, they can, be, they can be done by a variety of dozers. You know, one of my taglines is, is uh, the beauty of bulldozers is you can do the same thing with a D1 versus a D11. The only differences are speed and cost. 
Uh Right. So we can flex up and down the product line pretty, pretty quickly and pretty easily in terms of, uh, of, of the types of work that our machines can do. So, you know, let's talk about a typical, typical job site. You know, you got a residential site, they're out there clearing the land, uh, out of the way. Uh, they probably got to, to move, a you know, a foot of topsoil, um, get down to some good, uh, some good dirt that they can work with. Right. And then they start bringing fill in, um, you know, stabilized fill maybe, or uh, material that they can, uh, you know, that they can get spread around there and grade it in. So, you know, when I take a look at the different types of applications, I, I like to look at them individually, right? So, so let's talk about that topsoil stripping or that, that dozing application where you're going to be uh, pulling a foot of material off the top, you're pushing it three or 400 feet and you're going to stockpile it into a, uh, you know, into a large pile at the end. Um, you know, that type of works fairly easy to kind of estimate the productivity. Um, right. You can take a look uh, at the, the height, you know, the width, the length of the, the field that you're trying to strip and uh, get a reasonable idea of, of how many yards you need to move, how many bank yards. Because, of course, when that material's sitting in place, that's bank yards. Right. As soon as you touch it with a blade or a ripper, now it's loose. That's right. And loose yards, you know, swell uh, is, is, you know, typically anywhere between 10 and 20 percent of most soils. Wow. So, um so now I'm, I've got a, a volume of material to move. I know what my blade size is. I know how much that dozer can push based on the uh, the drawbar pole curve uh, that's published in the uh, in the uh, the handbooks. And I can use, you know, for example, the performance handbook to calculate how much material that machine can move per hour. You know, once I know that that D3 can move 100 yards an hour, now I can get a reasonable idea. Okay, it's going to take me 36 hours to to clear this job site off. So that kind of kind of gets me, you know, a little bit of an idea on a on a simple job like that. Um, similar, if you're you know spreading out truck dumps, you know, you know that you're going to be getting in twenty ton trucks. Right. Uh, you're going to be uh, you're dumping those things, you know, five an hour. So I'm getting a hundred ton an hour. Uh, I can again get a reasonable idea of how much that, that D three or D four or D five can can push in that one hour. So once I've got an idea of what those applications are mm-hmm. and a guess of of what the the productivity is on those. Then I can say, all right, I'm going to be doing 20% of my time stripping, 50% spreading these truck dumps, and then another 30% doing grading work, right? And I can individually add up those times that it takes to do that. And that's what's going to give me an idea of, okay, a a D3 is going to struggle to do it. You know, maybe I need to go with a D4 or a D5. Uh, And that's kind of how I take a look at applications individually, the amount of time that it's going to take for each one, and then go ahead and roll those up into a total time so I can figure out which machine is going to be the right machine to get that work done. That's excellent. Now, let's stay on that. You just hit upon something I think is really good insight here. So let's say, Sam, that you, know, you mentioned the D11 a few moments ago. What might be an application for a D11 that a D3 might not be able to maybe be as effective? Oh, one word, rock. As in, <laughs> okay. as in you rock, Brad. Okay. No. okay. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Yeah. So when you get into the harder materials, that's where the bigger dozers really shine. So, um, uh, you know, I mean, even just, to, just take a look, let's, let's just talk about the difference between a D seven and a D eight. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, you know, cause in mining, that's where you're going to see that D 10, D 11, even that right. D nine and those, uh, in that mining work, those okay. D 11s are designed for uh, long pushes. Uh, so they're stripping, they're stripping overburden, um, you know, at a mine, pushing it from one side of mine to the other, uh, you know, to clear out where that ore seam is and they can get down into the ore. So that's most of the time what they're doing with those D 11s. Okay. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm laughing. I'm still laughing a little bit at your <laughs> earlier comment, mo- mo- mostly because I've known guys, I've known contractors, you know, come on, 
contractors, I mean, the, the old school, especially old school contractors, their eyes used to just shine when they saw a brand new shiny metal at a show, right? And they see these big, beautiful earth movers, and they always dream of things that they're not even doing right now. And, and, I've, and, I've, and I've had contractors that have purchased, not maybe the D11 model, but they bought a, something larger than they really needed. And I, when I ask, well, what are you using it for? Oh, just mostly final grade. <laughs> and I'm going, well, wait a minute, why would you spend that kind of money for final? Am I, am I wrong in thinking? that no no but but i'll tell you what I'll tell i mean, you i know what, you the, like buying the bigger stuff but yeah, bigger is always better i mean yeah, that's right. the way it is with bulldozers <laughs> um no the 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 difference though you know in that in that particular application um you know again let me go back to that d7 versus d8 yeah. one of the key differences between those machines not only is weight and horsepower but the d8 has a suspended undercarriage where all of the bogies flex uh, so that that undercarriage can roll up and over those rocky underfoot conditions. Right. And the D7 has a hard bottom, meaning that the rollers are fixed. So I I wouldn't want to put a D7 in really heavy, rocky material because mm. it's going to be really rough ride. I'm not mm. going to get the traction that I need. Right. Uh, and it's just, it's not going to, it's not going to last as long as a D8 would with that suspended undercarriage because it's made to work in that rock. Gotcha. Right. So but but I'll tell you why why guys like to buy that next size bigger machine is they're looking into the future. Right. So we we have we have all kinds of customers that'll look and we, you know we'll, we'll work with them. We have um, our dealers have access to this uh, this program called uh, VST um, and uh, stands for Value Selling Tool and uh, and it helps them to build up a scenario of what a customer is doing. Mm. And it'll give them, it'll give the dealer and the customer then as they're working with them that uh, productivity number so that they can look at that and say, oh, well, okay, well, the D6 can do 200 yards an hour, but the D7 can do 300 yards an hour. Mm-hmm. So what happens is, is, is dealers, customers, they'll sit down, they'll look at the tractor they previously had. Maybe they previously had a D5 on a job site, you know, or an old D6N. And, uh, and as they, as they look at the work that that tractor is doing, they say, okay, well, that D5 will do the job, but... I am looking at getting into, you know, a little bigger job. I'm bidding on a larger job or, uh, you know, I just want to contract, uh, you know, uh, six months, I'm going to be working on this next job, you know? And so that's when they'll, they'll, you know, oftentimes they'll look at that and they'll say, you know what, Uh, maybe I need to go to the D6. And that's why guys end up moving up is because they're looking into the future. They're kind of trying to future proof their fleet just a little bit uh, by going into that bigger machine. Um, As long as you can feed it and as long as you can keep it busy, you know, a lot of a lot of folks do like that that bit larger machine just because of that uh, op- opportunity to get into some larger work. Sam, we're coming down toward the end where we need to really kind of bring this to a, a good closing. But I, and I want you to have the final word there. Speak briefly to: Is it also important to look at, if you're looking at purchasing or getting a new piece of equipment? You know, where are you at on the maintenance side of life? Do you? I know there's warranties and those kind of things, but is is the amount of PM that's going to be necessary and needed? Uh, is that a part of the consideration before they look at what they're going to buy? Oh, for sure. When folks are looking at uh, the the type of different CVAs that we offer on these tractors and, and the options that the dealers have for doing that preventative maintenance for them, you know, especially in, in today's market where it is tough to find, you know, technicians and tough to find, you know, operators as well. It, it is really important to make sure that you've got that that dealer to help back you up and they've got the capability then to do that scheduled maintenance for you. I mean, that's the best part about scheduled maintenance is main is scheduled, right? Exactly. You can schedule it. Exactly. You know when you're going to be doing it. The the CVAs and the offer, you know, the offers that our, our dealers have really help a customer to to kind of plan for that, reduce that downtime that they have in the future. So oh, yeah, definitely, 
definitely an important piece of that. Sam, this has been so good. For those of you listening, uh, this has really been a treat, even for me. I really appreciate this. I think I've learned quite a bit this uh, during this last few minutes. But if you're listening to this, um, thank you for taking the time to do that. On behalf of Sam Meeker, and my name is Brad Humphrey again, thank you for joining us for this podcast. Hey, put the information. Sam gave some terrific insights on what you might consider if you're looking at that, that dozer option or even the track motor option. And, and put those things to work. Let it help you build your business. Thank you for being a listener today and have a great year. Find more helpful information from cat experts on cat.com on the tips, tech, and tools expert page.